Hey, welcome to Solid Steps Radio. This is Kurt Souter, and uh, typically I have my 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 good buddy Chad Russell is with me every week, but this week he is celebrating his anniversary, and so he and Jenna are out of town. And so, if you are listening to us, we are just grateful. I want to say thanks uh, for tuning in. Thanks for being a part of this show. This is a show for men by men. We started about five years ago, and we wanted to talk to men. I'm going after the heart of a man. And so uh, it has been a great treat and a great privilege, a great honor to do what we get to do every week. And so uh, this week, we get to connect with a couple different ministries that are doing some really cool stuff all around uh, the Kentuckiana area and actually all around the country. So it is a delight to welcome back uh, the Crossroads Missions team. Uh, Rob Mitten, you are the executive director. Welcome, man. Well, thanks. It's good to be back. It's great to have you. And then you brought your sidekick here, uh, Rich Shanks. Rich, we, we've known each other for, wow. Long Since the very first day you got to Louisville. That's the true story. <laughs> 21 years ago. Crazy. And you're as bald as I am and... Uh, Loving it. <laughs> and loving it. There we go. And then we, uh, yeah, you guys brought two awesome volunteers. We got John and we got Ron. Guys, welcome, Hello. To, oh, uh, welcome Hello. to the show. Yeah, thank you guys for coming. And um, I just want to, uh, again, just uh, say what a treat to have you guys. And, and you didn't even know this. Are you keeping track of the time? I am. It's at zero, 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 zero. So... <laughs> Uh, it could be trouble. <laughs> well, we, you know, we're gonna um, we're gonna just uh, just pick you guys' brains and what, how you guys do what you do. And, and my first question to you guys is, what, wh- why does Crossroads exist, and what do you guys do? Um, I think the best way to explain that is literally out of a story that came out of the last couple of weeks. Uh, we had we were privileged to meet a gentleman that has spent the last phase of his life night to night sleeping in a gas station bathroom. And uh, and he would go into the bathroom, he would lock the stall door, and he would go to sleep on the handicap rail. And that's where he would spend his nights. And as of just a couple weeks ago, we were able to move him into a new home, give him a new lease on life, connect him with a group of people that want to love on him, encourage him, help him to develop to his fullest potential. He's already working. And it's just, it's fantastic. And that's what we do. We exist to help people find meaningful mission help our partners accomplish their goals and literally change people's lives. And, and, and guys like John and Ron, that's how it happens. They come out, they serve and stuff like that happens. Well, I, I had the privilege of walking through that house and uh, so you're talking uh, of a ministry to veterans. Yeah, absolutely. Describe that a little bit, Rob. Yeah. So just recently, uh, well, yesterday we celebrated veterans day and, 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 this last few weeks, Veterans Village in Shelbyville, Kentucky, uh, which Ron and John have been working on for the last year, um, is, is finally a reality and literally already changing the lives of people who are living there. Uh, and it's just, it's awesome to see it. It's, it's fun to work on the project. It's amazing when you get to put faces and lives behind it all. You know, Rich, t- talk to us about um, these little tiny homes that you guys have put together, built. Mm-hmm. Um, how big are they? 360 square feet. 
<laughs> 360 square feet. 360 square feet. So it's a little big, uh, uh, like a little bit bigger than like a hotel room almost. Yeah, it's like a really nice hotel room. And there's a, a bathroom in there, shower, kitchen, place to for a bed. Everything you'd need. Yep. So when you walk into the home, you're standing in the living room. Uh, it has a couch that doubles as a bed. Uh, it has a kitchenette. It has a bedroom, basically, that's um, right behind the kitchen. It has uh, its own uh, washer and dryer closet. It has a bathroom. It has a shower. I mean, it's, it's, they're beautiful. Um, and for, uh, you know, I, it would be great for anybody to live in, but somebody that has spent time sleeping in a bathroom stall, it's a palace. Well, and, and you guys specifically are targeting uh, and, uh, you know, partnering with another ministry, but really you're going after veterans. Those who have served in the military, correct, and guys who have kind of fallen on hard times, and you come alongside them and uh, provide these small homes. What, what do you call them? Tiny homes. Tiny homes. Yeah. Tiny homes, <clears throat> and uh, they got now a place to live. Yeah, and to be clear, that's just one of the many. Uh, types of ministry that that Crossroads does, right? We exist to mobilize um, people on mission. And, you know, we do that by partnering with other local ministries. In this case, we partnered with Awake Ministries out of Shelbyville. Um, We're the people who are overseeing the project there. We built six tiny homes and we're in the process of constructing a community center where other veterans can come in and play pool and socialize with these guys as we get them back on their feet. But again, that's just one of the ministries um, that Crossroads is involved in. We work uh, very closely with Habitat for Humanity. We're building a house out in Shelbyville for Habitat. Uh, John and Ron are working on that house. Um, We're building a fundraiser home right next door uh, that will ultimately be sold to raise funds for Crossroads. Um, We have... uh, just any number of projects going on all around Louisville, all around Shelbyville. Uh, again, and, um, and you guys have done. I mean, this is not and it's not just in the Kentuckyana area. This you got you guys have actually done stuff over the years. Crossroads has been in existence since uh, 1989, with a official start in '93. <laughs> <laughs> 1989, yeah. with an official start in '93. Yeah. I, I mean, see, I mean, you, you've been, and you've been all over the place, not oh, yeah. just in this area. Correct. Rob, you have led this ministry for all these years. Uh, you've been like all over the country. You've been, oh, yeah. in how many, in, in, in multiple countries? Well, multiple countries, but, but we work in nearly every state uh, just because of our Help Build Hope program that travels around the country. Um, we're, we're all over the United States, but we have permanent fields in New Orleans, Appalachia, Louisville, uh, and then Northern Mexico. Oh, that's I, what I want to talk with John and Ron just real quickly. As you you brought these volunteers, Ron, you've been volunteering in this ministry for how long? Well, for the last five years, and uh, after Katrina, we built uh, I don't know twenty or twenty five homes in the parking lot at Southeast, and then we went went down to. New Orleans to the Eighth Ward and worked on two houses. They went down for two weeks doing that. But then that, for like five years ago, we started working on houses around Louisville. We started on a team 
And and you and you go. And how you go. How many? How many uh, times do you go in a week to serve, Ron? I go every Monday, and then sometimes I'll go. This week I went Monday and Tuesday, uh, so it varies. But there's a group meets every Monday. There's some meet Tuesday, some meet Wednesday. And what about you, John? You've been serving how long? I've been involved uh, in the home building in in Louisville for five years and then partnering with Crossroads for the last three years. And during that that five-year stint that I've been involved, we've we've accomplished uh, remodeling or building about 50 homes for Christian families. Really? Yeah. And it it makes me uh, emotional because... When you not only do I have the great opportunity to be with brothers like Ron and thirty-five other guys that we we work with on a weekly basis, and it's so comfortable being with Christian men, as you know, Kurt, and it could be real. It could really be bad for us because we don't want to go out into the world after we work with Christian men all the time, but we do. But the fellowship that we have and the camaraderie that we've built over these years is just second to none. And then two years ago, Rob saw the need for us to start seeing the finished product because sometimes mm-hmm. we'll work on a house and then we won't go back to that house depending on our our skill levels or our, our uh, gifts that God's given us to work on houses and we don't see the finished product. So starting last year, we and COVID of course has messed this whole thing up, but we would have lunches at these homes with these Christian families. And we would gather with them around a table and pray and break bread. And and then you get to see all the sweat and toil that we put in. Oh, that's got to be And then you see the finished product with a family and two or three little kids. And they're living a missional life in that neighborhood trying to bring the word to neighbors. And so we get to see the full circle. And it's been overwhelming. That's got to be an incredible treat to be able to – work kind of on the ground level and then see this family who comes in and lives uh, purposefully on mission to, to impact that community for the glory of Jesus. Amen. Uh, that's, uh, that's rich stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, how, Rob, um, the question I have, how do you, how do you, get, how do you get volunteers? Uh, John, John. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I'll I, I tell you. I mean, like our volunteers are some of our best recruiters. I mean, it's it is, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. It, it's hard to be involved in stuff like this, not become vested in it, not to become emotionally attached to it, and not to want to share it. We we actually just had a conversation on on Monday. Is we were talking about these tiny homes out in Shelbyville, and, and one of the coolest things about them is that those tiny homes where these people are living in, they can't not talk about that tiny home without telling the story of the church alive and well. I mean, none of those people who live in those homes can talk about where they are without sharing Jesus. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's it's just an incredible ministry opportunity. And it's kind of the same thing. None of our volunteers can talk about what they do without conveying the fact that they're active, vital Christians in the community. And it just gets people excited and they want to come out and try it. They want to get, they want to have what these guys are experiencing in their life. We were created by God to have that kind of connection, that kind of community. Uh, Listeners, we are going to uh, continue to talk with these guys how you can get engaged, how you can get connected, how you can serve in an incredible way with Crossroads 
Uh, we're going to take a break here shortly, but we're going to come back afterwards and, and just hear more about what God is doing through this ministry. So we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hello, welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. This is Kurt Souter, and uh, we're just thrilled that you are listening, thrilled that you are a part of our show here. And we are talking with uh, Crossroads Missions and what they are doing around the Kentuckiana area, and specifically in Shelbyville. But before we get back with those guys, I want to highlight our uh, sponsors. We love the LNN Credit Union folks. Chris Brown and uh, his team, they do a fantastic job. If you're looking for any kind of uh, resources, uh, checking accounts, savings account, you name it, LNN Credit Union. And then we got Dan Hart Financial. Dan Hart is a super guy who loves Jesus and is, a, is really sharp when it comes to helping us with finances, helping us with retirement, and thinking long-term and thinking biblically, thinking with a kingdom heart, Dan Hart Financial. And then we got Veritech Generators, and I actually have a uh, generator from these guys. They are super. They will uh, help you with existing generators, uh, servicing them, or if you need a new one for your home or for your business, Veritech Generators, super folks, and I'm really grateful for those guys uh, sponsoring our show. So, guys, uh, when I think of Crossroads Missions and what I was able to experience this this week, I mean, I had lunch with you guys, and um, I, 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 I didn't want to leave. I mean, I had to leave because I had other stuff to do, but I, I can just tell that you guys love what you're doing. And, uh, John, I, I, how you're kind of, the, you help with a volunteer. You are a volunteer, mm-hmm. but you help guys get connected into helping with Crossroads. Well, I've been blessed with being a good communicator. So anything I do in in the Christ kingdom, I end up being the communicator. So I'm not, some people call me the leader, but I'm not the leader. All I do is organize and communicate. And so once one of the, once we have a new fellow that wants to join our ranks, we get him on our email and our, we get all of his contact information, his wife's name, and we become a brotherhood. And uh, we just set our Christmas dinner for December the 10th, where we'll all gather and, and bring a dish and, and break bread together for Christmas. And uh, there's other times of the year when we get together. Uh, unfortunately, this year, COVID didn't allow us to have our banquet at Crossroads, but we have an annual banquet that we didn't get to do, and hopefully we'll get to do that in 2021. But uh, we, it's all about fellowship and working in the kingdom. John, I, I'd love to have you just talk with the men right now Um how you shared just a little bit in the first segment, but how critical this is um, to connect with other Christ-centered men. And there's guys who are listening. They don't know. They know that they need this. They know uh, they need to get connected and serve, but they just don't know quite what to do. Talk to them. I will be glad to do that. I, I was a workaholic um, through my career, and I regret that. Had I been able to connect with the guys that I work with now 20 years ago, my life would have changed. And I wouldn't have been just a fan of Christ. I would have been a real follower. Mm. Uh, because these guys, they just 
en- enhance your walk because they're they're loving, they're considerate. And if someone wants to work with us, it's truly a fellowship. It's not a fraternity. It's a fellowship. And we don't care if you don't have any skills at all because there's always something for you to do. And when we're on job sites, we live in a no-judgment zone. If you can't cut I a miter, like that. I like that. We, we, if you can't cut a miter on a piece of trim, we don't care. <laughs> if you can't paint a straight line, we don't care. Because the beauty of it is, we all have our separate gifts. Even some of the things we did professionally, like Ron was an electrician, plumber, so he's got that right. Well, now that I've been doing this for five years. I have a little bit of his knowledge in me. I can hang cabinets now. I've never was able to do that. I was always a finished carpenter. But I, now I can do just about anything there is to do in a home. So, so if, and, a guy, if a guy comes in and he has a hammer in his hand and he doesn't know what end to saw with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be me, right, John? He sends me for sandwiches. <laughs> you, you, you will take anybody. Yes, because he can hand boards to somebody that is skilled. And then eventually, after a few weeks, he will learn how to do what that guy on the ladder is doing. Right, right. And so we, we, we just bring a guy in, and all of a sudden, we've got three or four guys that had absolutely no skills a year and a half ago. And now they're doing things on their own that we would never let them do a year and a half ago. <laughs> they could have killed somebody. That's right. And, and so we learn from each other, and we're patient with each other. It's, it's truly a no-judgment zone. Well, okay, so when you say no-judgment zone, like? Like when Rich comes on the site and we know he can't, he can't do anything, <laughs> we, we tease him about it, but we still love him. They still send me for sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> but we can find a place for anybody to work. In our, on yeah, our if job they sites. can't do anything, they can go get the sandwiches. Or they can do demo. Anybody can do demo. Oh. Or anybody can do. I think you I know, might like demo. Unlo- unloading the trucks, uh, working in the tool van, sorting screws and, and nails and stuff. There's always something to be done so that the rest of us who do have some God given talents can be efficient. That is awesome. Yeah. We, we have people who actually have, have admitted that the reason that are out there is because their wife has a honeydew list and they don't know how to accomplish it. And so they're out there trying to learn. <laughs> well, Ron, tell them about Mark Capo. <laughs> well, uh, Mark Capo, uh, he works with us. And uh, he, uh, he said, I don't have a whole lot of skills. He said, I want to work with you, Ron. I need to learn some of these skills because... I don't want to do all this labor all the time. You know, I'd rather be doing a little bit of skill work too and learn a little bit. And 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 you will do it. Like I was terrible with trim, but I've gotten a whole lot better with trim. You know, I was always terrible with it. But you pick up things and you help other people with it, and you all work together. And so so you you have electrical and plumbing background. Yes, and uh-huh. so you. All of a sudden, you, you you don't know it, but you're training some other guys that don't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. And the same, I mean, I saw you, I saw you the other day, John. I mean, you were working on cutting stairs and yep. getting. Uh, had you ever done that before? No, until uh, the first set of stairs I built was the home over on Glenbrook that we built for that mm-hmm. young family that's doing missional living over by Iroquois Park. And so uh, Nathan Ott, one of our project managers, said, "I need the front steps built." Okay, so he he showed me how to use a a, a a couple of tools, and the next thing we know, we have stairs. 
And you know what? We on our job sites, we do not make mistakes. Never. But there's certain things that we have to do over again. <laughs> but that's what I mean about the no judgment zone. If you cut a board wrong, I guarantee you that Lowe's has another board. I <laughs> so love we, it. So we just go. We don't like to waste anything because obviously we're using God's money. But if it takes a couple of boards cut wrong to get it right, it's, that's what it is. It's not that big of a deal. That's right, I, listeners. I hope, I pray that you will engage. Uh, uh, Rob, how in the world do they get a hold of you guys? How do they get connected? Yeah, the best, the best way to find us is to to go to crossroadsmissions.com, and that's crossroads with an S, missions with an S.com. Um, on there, you'll find a number. If you want to call us, that's fine. If you want to sign up in one of our forums, you can do it that way. Uh, but the website's probably the easiest way to, to reach out and catch us. If they got questions, there's a phone number on there. Yeah, they absolutely. Can, they can call. Um, listeners, I hope and pray that you will really engage. These guys rock. I just love what you guys are doing, and it's all for the kingdom, it's all for the glory of Jesus, and it's for the benefit of humanity. It's for our neighbors, those around us, that we can make a difference in the lives of others who are less fortunate and don't, uh, you know, they just have had some tough times in life. Yep. Guys, it, it's been a joy to have you, and uh, thank you for coming on the show, Ron. John, keep up the good work. Keep these two out of, uh, keep them out of trouble. <laughs> but I love that no, what, what do you call? Zone. No judgment zone. We need to, we need to um, draft. We need to, we need to put that in the world. <laughs> we need that. Is amen to that. Well. Um, uh, listeners, we're going to take a break here and we're going to interview a whole nother uh, ministry, but I just want to say a huge thank you to Crossroads. And I'd like to just uh, have a, just a real quick prayer for you guys. Lord, thank you so much for Crossroads and what they do for you and for your glory. Thank you for their heart. Thank you for their skills. And then the, those who don't have so much skills, but they're just there to serve. God, thank you. And would you continue to use them and bless them? And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Listeners, we will be back in a moment. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. This is Kurt uh, Kurt Souter, and uh, just thrilled to be able to get a whole nother ministry. That we're, The first hour, we got to talk with Crossroads Missions, the first half. And the second half, we get a really cool ministry that they are... Uh, I just love what they're doing because I think it's right after the heart of God. But before we... Um, talk with these guys. I want to highlight a couple of our sponsors. Frank Enterprises, these guys, if, if they, they love landscaping, they love septic. If they, you've got drainage issues, these guys are awesome. I have used Kurt Frank and his team for years and years. And uh, you got any kind of uh, problem like septic sewer issues or landscaping issues, Frank Enterprises, awesome folks. Uh, Bright Star, Chris McCutcheon and his gang are super at helping people who are still at home and they need some help. Whether it's one day a week or seven days a week, uh, 24-7, these guys love, and, and ladies, they're super with people. And then Vision First, they, if you got any eye issues, need glasses, contacts, whatever, Rod Rollo and his team are outstanding. Vision First. So um, I, I, I want to introduce uh, this ministry, uh, listeners. 
Um, we've we've done these. Uh, we've connected with him a little bit in the past, but Orphan Care Alliance. And Darren Washhausen, it is great to have you back. Thank you. And Brian, your your sidekick here. Uh, he's kind of new to the team. And uh, that's uh, Brian. It's great to have you. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, it's really a, a sweet uh, deal to have you here, um, Darren. What in the world is Orphan Care Alliance? So you want the short answer, right? Uh, yeah, we need the short answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, the short answer is you know our heartbeat is that the body of Christ leads the way in caring for the fatherless and vulnerable families in Kentucky and Southern Indiana. We're a regional ministry, but but the real heartbeat is we want to equip churches, equip Christians, and encourage collaboration among the, the Christ-centered community to be caring for these families and children that are in so much need. Yeah. And you personally. Uh, I, I, you, you, you've, ha- you have a couple kids. I do. Oh, yeah, I mean, you've got multi- more than two, but right. two of your children, just, just share with our, this is not something just on your heart. This is not theory for you. Right. This is... We live it. You live it. Sure. Well, one of your kids is from? Yeah, one of my children are, it's actually young young people now, but uh, one is from Congo, um, Noah, and he is uh, 21 years old and out and about working in Job Corps in the South right now. And the other is uh, Andrew, and he is from Russia, and he is 17 and a half years old and uh, pursuing a music-related uh, career. And that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I, I love the heart. James chapter 1 says, you know, pure religion and undefiled before God is this, to care for the orphans and widows. And I love, I, I just love that about uh, you, Darren, and your wife and, and family. Brian, you're new to this whole thing. Talk to us about how you are connected and what your role is. Yeah, super excited to be on board with OCA. My wife and I are also, you know, fostering adoptive parents as well. We adopted our daughter, Emily. Uh, We have three biological children. I served on church staff for about 12 years and then uh, led international missions for over five years. And then God just convicted our hearts that we needed to look outside our own windows and to share our own story of foster care and adoption. And we launched a nonprofit. And um, that ministry was doing well. We saw that we had a lot of like-mindedness with uh, this ministry here at Orphan Care Alliance. And through that, we thought, you know, we're traveling, talking in churches and saying, hey, how important it is for the church, the body of Christ to come together and work together. And we just saw an opportunity here with Orphan Care Alliance and and, in the likeness of the ministries to come together, partner with one another. So we merged together as as one ministry uh, so that we could cover more territory. And so, reach more people. So your ministry that you started several years ago was, what was it called? Ace Ministries, Advocating for Children Everywhere. Ace Ministries, and now you bridge that now under Orphan Care Alliance, and now you're on staff full-time with OCA, Orphan Care Alliance, to just uh, just train, equip, and get the word out. How do we help take care of the orphans all around us. Definitely. So I'm serving as the director of church engagement and ministry development. And my lovely wife, Stephanie Proctor, she's serving as the uh, coordinator for family support. So we're super excited about being a part of this team. So your role, 
d- describe that to our listeners. What do, what do you do? So day in and day out, we uh, we have regional ministry leaders all throughout the state of Kentucky and right here in southern Indiana where we serve. Currently, we have uh, four in Kentucky, one here in southern Indiana. So we want to expand that in Kentucky. We have room for more uh, regional ministry leaders in Kentucky. So I'll work with them side by side, visiting churches, going into the church, uh, speaking obviously with a pastoral background. Uh, we want to open up the opportunity where we can maybe step into the pulpit uh, in churches and, and really just bring forth the gospel and how God has called each and every one of us to to step into this brokenness that we see around us. I mean, it's all over the place. Everywhere. Well, uh, it, it just in Kentucky alone, and we have some listeners, you know, um, in all you know all over the place. Sure, all over the country. Uh, we have a station in Southern California that's mm-hmm. tuning in, and um, but describe, you know, this whole um, like how many kids are in, just in Kentucky? Are we talking? So right now, Kentucky, the latest numbers I've seen is right around ninety six hundred to ninety seven hundred kids in foster care. Almost ten thousand. Um, yeah, just just a nip under ten thousand, and we we were at that at the close to the beginning of the year. It was it was right at ten thousand. And like, where uh, where are these ten thousand kids right now? In in different places. Um, so a lot of them are in some foster homes. Uh, a lot of them have been taken in, and they're they're maybe with a relative. There's a good portion in a, in institutional kinds of places that are around the state. So, um, you know, places like Sunrise, Home of the Innocents, Mary Hurst, um, Boys Haven, um, you know, those, those places all have some number of children in their care as well. So there's always, you know, we're always driving towards more families to do all sorts of things, not just to foster and adopt, but where we have lots of different ways to engage that either directly caring for children or providing a support team around those who are. And so that's that's the impetus of what we're doing and trying to help churches to understand then how to do that. Um, so a listener is, is tuning in right now and they're like going, I, I am, you know, I, I can't, I can't take in an orphan right now. I'm 65 mm-hmm. years old or mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not even married yet. I'm 22. What could they do to partner with you guys and serve? How could they do that? So a 22 year old could, you know, a lot of times we try to get a little bit of age spacing, but a 22 year old that wants to pour in, not yet ready to bring children into their home, we, we would love to probably make them a life coach for somebody who's maybe 12 to 15 years old, mm. somebody that they could walk with and somebody that they could just start pouring into as they get towards this decision of what to do when I'm 18. Because once they cross you know, 12, 13 kind of years old, the odds of becoming, an, uh, uh, for them to be adopted, it, it grows slimmer and slimmer. So there's some reality there at some point that they're gonna enter out into adulthood um, on their own. And the more that they have some trusted person in their midst, the better off they're going to do. There are studies out there that show that 63 or 4% of the time, a child will do better when they have one trusted adult in their life as they enter the world of the adulthood on their own. So I, I say 22-year-old, but this could yeah. be a t- 32, 42, 52-year-old person. Absolutely. Yes. 
And and on the wow. 65 span, you know, it could be something likewise. They could be pouring into that, or now they, they have parenting experience, right? So in, in, in another part of our area of, of um, family preservation, they could be trying to keep a family together. Um, they, they Maybe a single mom who's 25 who maybe didn't get raised in a very safe home now doing her best with her own two kids mm. and really frazzled. And, and maybe this 65-year-old is is got a relationship with this 25-year-old just trying to help them navigate life and experiences of parenting and what you know what to do what not to do um maybe it's helping that that young mom or what have you with a resource that they need or getting connected to to people that can help so so a lot of times that's another step it's just this caring person who's kind of looking over somebody and saying you know i've been through some of these things in my life and i i can lend this experience and help you that's good. Uh, I want to talk to you. We're going to take a break here, but I, I want to talk with you guys as well about you mentioned resources and mm-hmm. how not just money, but really um, tangible things that you, we've got sitting in our attic or in our garage or in our extra bedroom that could really be utilized by you, you guys in your ministry. Um, but we're going to take a break. And uh, listeners, it is just a joy and honor to have uh, Orphan Care Alliance here and to highlight what uh, God is doing in and through them. And our prayer is that maybe God is tapping you on the shoulder to get engaged. Uh, we'll be right back. Uh, stay tuned. And uh, this is Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. It's great to have you with us. Thanks for listening. It's a joy and honor to uh, be a part of this ministry and uh, to, to, to talk with uh, the folks from Orphan Care Alliance. We call them OCA folks. Um, but before we do that, I want to highlight a couple of our sponsors, actually uh, several sponsors. Southern Smoke Barbecue, my favorite uh, <laughs> the, uh, favorite eating place it's actually they cater they don't have actually a place but a catering place uh chris hadley and his team fantastic southern smoke barbecue put some south in your mouth we also have iroquois family dentistry and uh, eric veal and his crew are fantastic they have taken care of me and my family for over 20 years iroquois family dentistry and then the southeast outlook they talk about uh, and write uh, in the newspaper about what God is doing all around the the area and really all around the world, this, the Southeast Outlook. And then Crossroads Missions. These guys who we just uh, interviewed uh, just love serving Jesus. And if you're interested in volunteering and serving in any capacity, Crossroads Missions, they are super, super folks here in the Louisville area. Um, Orphan Care Alliance. Darren, you said something in the break about volunteers and about mm-hmm. relationships. Yeah. Share that. Um, so what I was sharing was that at the end of the day, volunteers are the engine that fuels the growth of OCA. Um, and the, and money is important. Money helps us to equip the volunteers and kind of keep things organized. But the volunteers are where we really expand the reach into all the vulnerable families and children because these people need relationships and they need to see the light of Jesus 
that carried out by others that are in their midst. So many of our volunteers say, I don't know, this family came to my life and they start crying and they say, I don't know why they did it or what their motivation was, but it's changed my life. And it's it's those kind of experiences that we see, but it's because we have volunteers that continue to, to come to us and, and learn to be equipped and learn how to work with these vulnerable families and children. You know, I mean, you're, you're describing this, and I've shared this with you before, and you know this. My daughter and her husband uh, fostered uh, two precious girls, and then the adoption went through about a year ago. And um, I'm Papa. Mm-hmm. to them. And so this your whole ministry is near and dear to my heart. Um Brian, you were going to you were going to piggyback on something there. Yeah, Kurt, I, I just want to bring to the attention like, a lot of times we really highlight the foster and adoptive families and how they're really stepping into this brokenness and bringing children in their home, but uh, you know, as I have the opportunity to speak around Kentucky, we u- utilize that quote of Everyone can do something. So it's it's yes, foster parents and adoptive parents they are really stepping into brokenness. But but some of the smaller things that we sometimes we measure that might be smaller, but they're really huge and they are having a major impact. So it's it may not always be people stepping into becoming a foster parent, but it's also stepping in and helping provide some of the resources that you know through our volunteer opportunities here at OCA and 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 you know. Buying a pizza for a family that just took a placement is just as important as being a foster and adoptive parent as well. So you, so you can go buy a pizza for a family that's got a foster a child or two or whatever, and you just go bless them. How, how, how would they do that? They go to... Uh, the website, what, what, what does that look like? Well, that's not necessarily, I'm just throwing out some ideas of what you can do just as a church member. You, you've got a foster family in your church and, you know, just loving on these families as being a part oh, that's... of just serving the body of Christ, right? Um, so if you if you got somebody in your church that you know, just go be a blessing to them. If they yeah. don't have somebody in their church, uh, could they go to the Orphan Care Alliance webpage and learn how to volunteer they, they could learn to volunteer or even send us an email and connect to us and and you know a lot of times we while it's not public information about those kinds of needs we usually have some of those and, and can get them pointed or connected to places that are doing that or maybe it's some of the families that we're working with as well that that can be done yes or or there's ways of things like you know just becoming a respite family for a three-hour training you can be a respite family for a foster family right do you and and maybe you don't think your role is big to watch some kids you know on a day on the weekend but but when these families burn out after a few years if they have the right team around them they will foster for years and years for decades but but if they don't if they go in and they're alone they will fade out of being foster parents quickly because of that lack of support and feeling of loneliness around them. Um, as you're talking about that, in the break, you also mentioned resources, mm-hmm. not, not just finances, right. which is always needed. Uh, mm-hmm. you, I mean, Orphan Care Alliance needs financial resources. Sure. Mm-hmm. And listeners, I, I would just encourage you, in, engage as you can. Go to Orphan Care Alliance, uh, and we. What's the website, Darren? It, you can go to ocakids.org, and that will get you to our full website of orphancarealliance.org. Okay. Ocakids.org. Right. 
And if they go there, they can donate money, mm-hmm. which you, you guys need. But you also need other, there, there's the families that also have other, right. you know, uh, talk about that for a minute. Well, a few years ago, you know, we, we see social workers for the state. We see caseworkers for a lot of the different organizations where their children are, are, are kept or are supported, supporting other foster families. There's constantly a need for beds or diapers or maybe grandmother's bringing in a, an infant to her home and she needs a, a baby bed or um, it could be some kind of a transportation need or um, there's been bed bug services needed and constantly we're getting calls about how to help, how to help and we've created mm-hmm. a system online uh, you can go to ocagateway.org and you can go join that system from your home and you're in your area you will simply just get an email when needs are entered by these workers into this system and all you do is get an email the next morning and if there's anything in that list that you have in your basement that you're willing to go out and buy uh, a service maybe that you have maybe it's a trade like plumbing or something that, that could be needed you can just click the need and it connects you directly to the person who needs it and you can help direct directly help these families in need and uh, it, it's a blessing to do that and so many great things can come from that kind of a relationship. So you got an, I mean, a talent, or you got an extra bed, that's or a chair or whatever, a rocking chair that you could rock babies, and you don't need it anymore, exactly. and there's a family that needs it. Wow. You can you can go online. You can post an offer. You can say, "I have this," and all the workers in a fifty mile radius of your zip code will get a notification that you have something available, and they can claim that and match to you. And through a little bit of communication, you can address a need directly to a family in need. That's awesome. That's that's fantastic, um, guys. I can't believe it, but our time is rapidly closing here. I just want to say a huge thank you for not not just coming in here to the show and sharing your heart, but thanks for what you do day in and day out for the glory of Jesus Christ, for the kingdom of God, and for the benefit of these kids. Um, Thank you. Thanks for what you guys do. Any closing thoughts you you want to share with our listeners? I would just challenge our listeners out there today to, you know, visit our website, ocakids.org. Uh, mm. See where you fit in. Step into this brokenness. You know, God has called each and every one of us to be a part of this. Yeah. And uh, just finding what it is that God's called you to do and, and just to step in faith. Amen. God has called you say, God has said to us, we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. We got to step into it. So listeners, I, I just want to encourage you to do that. And uh, Brian, would you just pray for us? Yeah, pray for us to- guys that we would step into Uh, this chaotic, crazy world and and be light of the world. Now let's pray. Father God, we just thank you uh, for your your grace, your mercy, God, and and just how you provide for us. God, I pray that the listeners today would just uh, hear that call upon their heart, God, to step into brokenness just as we reflect on how you sent Jesus Christ into our broken world, into our shattered, sin-filled lives, Lord, to bring a restoration and to bring us a hope. God, I pray that we would see how we can step in to be a part of this amazing work that you have put before us, God. And I pray for those families and those children that we have an opportunity to invest in, most importantly, giving them the hope of Christ. God, we love you, we praise you, and we ask these things in Christ's name. 
Amen. 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 Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Darren. Thanks no for problem. coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks Kurt. for having us. Uh, it's just uh, really good. And uh, uh, listeners, uh, we just highlighted Orphan Care Alliance. Uh, the second part of the hour, the first was Crossroads Missions. And, uh, you know, Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And uh, we just want to be generous. If you can help in any way, um, in any capacity, uh, I just want to encourage you to step out of your comfort zone, take a risk, move move forward, whatever that whatever's the Lord is leading you to do, and uh, move forward. God will honor that. God will bless that. It might not be easy. It probably will be a little messy, but there's rewards in heaven, and and uh, God wants us. God wants to use us. So, thanks for listening, guys. This is Solid Steps Radio again. The Kurt Souter and uh, Chad will be with us next time. Uh, Chad is with his beloved bride on a, a anniversary getaway. You can give him a hard time. We we dearly miss him but grateful that he's away and uh, loving on his bride um thanks again for listening to solid steps radio and we'll check in with you next week